It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosaka. And here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Kosaka. Welcome to another Wednesday night. Good evening, Mike. How are you? I'm all right. Started out 20 below, and it's 50 degrees outside, so the show continues. Yeah, I think we're going to have a problem tonight because I think a lot of people are going to be out and about and uh, enjoying yeah. the evening, um, which is good. You know, everybody getting out, and you can always watch a show whenever the hell you want to watch a show. Whenever. So that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful day, although I haven't been outside. <laughs> I do have the window open, so I'm guessing it feels like a nice nice day. Is it like really cold or is it kind of No, okay? it's like forty five. It's supposed to be all right tonight, but then the you know weekend is supposed to be messed up. They said snow again next week. Oh really? Yeah. It's nice the middle of and end of March winter decides to show up for the first time. I don't know how much snow you've gotten in the snow belt. I used to live in Broadview Heights, but Avon, we didn't get any snow period all winter welcome back scott scott was gone unfortunately had a uh, some family issues so uh welcome back hope everything's all right my friend uh we didn't get all we got a decent amount of snow here i'll be honest we got it i mean not like a foot or nothing but we got a decent amount of that you know the other day um nothing like uh, new york and everything was getting be, uh, another winter storm up there why the hell would anybody ever move to Buffalo? I mean, I'm telling you. What's what's the point? I mean, the Bills, I guess, are all right. They're better than the Browns. But other than that, what the hell is there to go to Buffalo? Wings. For? Wings. Well, there's wings here. No, I know that. Are they that much better in Buffalo? No, but, they're you know, you want the original if you were. I guess, yeah. Uh, tonight, we have Tony Masaccio coming on in a little bit. He'll be uh, live from another fabulous place to eat. Great. Make uh, me hungry again. Dave Bray is coming on tonight as well. Dave Bray uh, was the lead singer of Madison Rising. And now has a solo career, Madison Rising, of course, did the national anthem that Triv loved so very much. Um, so we're going to have uh, him on tonight to talk a little bit. Um, looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's a patriot, veteran. Musician now has a lot of stuff that he's done, so we'll talk to him in a little bit. Uh, kind of excited about that. Um, today, so you know my saga that's been going on with um, finding a job, I, trying to find a job, right? <laughs> and it continues today. So the other day, I told you I had a mock interview that I had to do, and the guy said, it was a nice guy, but he said I was fantastic, greatest interview he's ever done. Uh, so today I get a call from the person who's trying to find me a job. And she says, or the person says, whatever, she says, um, yeah, I want to go over your uh, mock interview thing. I said, okay, great, let's go over because I know the guy told me you know, I was fantastic. And so I said, what, what do you got for me? Well, you know, you didn't answer a couple things, really, all that great. I said, well, what didn't I answer? And went over the whole fruit thing again. We talked about last week, the question of what fruit should I be. If I wanted to, if I could be a fruit, what fruit would I be? Yeah. Uh, you need to come up with a better answer for that. It's fine. 
Um, I'll never be asked that question. If I am, I'm going to leave the interview. Yeah. Then she said that, well, you didn't answer what are your weaknesses all that great. I said, well, let's think about this. I didn't know what kind of job I'm going for because it's a mock interview. So there was no job description. So how am I going to tell you what my weaknesses are for this job that I'm going for during this interview if I don't know what the job is supposed to be? Thank you. And then I said, on top of that, you know, I, I'm not an arrogant person. I don't have an ego or anything like that. But am I supposed to go out there and just lay out all my faults? My answer to the guy was, hey, look, whatever weaknesses I have, I will learn and figure out whatever you need to be done. That I will get what you need to be done. Brilliant. And I was told that I, I that's not very humble and that I need to, you know, lay out what my faults and weaknesses are. I mean, what the hell do you want me to do? You want me to cry to this guy and say, yeah, my, I'm a little too emotional sometimes. And if you give me too much work, I, I might cry. Or maybe my, my typing skills aren't that good, but maybe I'm going for a data entry job and I don't know what the hell it is. Right. What am I supposed to lay out to you? I mean, do you want me to lay out that I get headaches? What, what do you want me to tell you that are my weaknesses? I mean, I'm, I'm going out for a job. My, my point during the interview was, hey, look, whatever weaknesses I have, you tell me I will correct things. I will do what I have to do and get done what needs to be done. Listen, that was the mere fact that that's what she opened up with to establish a relationship with you is like going over what your answers were to a mock, fake, phony, made up, supposed, pretend interview. And that's what she decided to build the bridge on to find you a chat. Instead of sitting down going, okay, let's concentrate. What are you good at? What do you want to do? And what can somebody depend, you know, how dependable are you if and when we get hired? Now, the other thing then that she says to me is, you know, you kind of, you know, I was talking with the other guy and you know, we kind of agree that you kind of have an edge to you that okay. is off-putting. That is off-putting is what she said. Oh, my God. I said, the only reason I have an edge right now or any time, if I do, because I'm one of the nicest people that you're ever going to meet. And I'm very humble and I'm not arrogant even a little. In fact, I think that I'm kind of worthless at times. I said, I'm frustrated with this situation. I've been working with you guys for a month and don't have anything. All I want right now at the, at the very least is a part-time job that makes a little bit of money so I have something coming in. Something. Yeah. So in a month, when the job numbers are through the roof, I can't find a job to sit here and do. Right. Not one. And this is my first conversation with you, who's supposedly my personal agent. I've been working for a month with them. And you should have told her, you think I'm off-putting. You should meet my co-host. He chases guests right <laughs> off the show. But I, I, I don't understand it because I, look, I can be off-putting on here because it's a show. That's what we yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when it comes down to real life, I'm very humble person because I have no reason not to be. I, I will take anything at this point. And I like doing a show and the show is expanding and we've got a good thing going here and that's great. But just something extra, I would like you know, just something. But I, I'm not arrogant in, the, in a little bit. 
No. And I'd be fine when it comes to an interview. But whatever. I, I, yeah, I, give me a real that, interview. I mean, that's why you. I'm frustrated. I mean, give me a real interview. Let me show you. My God. I've always hated that question. It's dumb and a waste of time. Better question is, what do you excel at? Yes. That's a good one. And and But not only that, if we're not supposed to be individuals, if we're not supposed to be different from everybody else, if we're trying to find this common denominator where we're all a blob and nothing touches anybody or offends anybody or crossing, but if we are doing that and remaking society that way, if all the other countries in the world aren't doing the same thing, somebody's going to own us in about 40 years. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if she wants to ask my real, I suck at poker. What do you want me to lay out as far as my weaknesses go? Yeah. And again, I'm not on a job interview to put myself down, right? Yeah. Uh, am I supposed to say how much I suck at everything? Yeah. Next and, time and she asks you, guy what, you hires me. Yeah. Next time she asks you what one of your strengths are, tell her you learn to breathe out of the top of your head. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then, oh, the other thing she said, uh, you were too open. Oh too my open. god. Okay, well, what do you want me to be? You're asking me what kind of fruit I should be. You're yeah. asking me what kind of weaknesses and strengths that I have. I think kind of what makes you know too open. I'm open about what happened to me over the past year of my life. The oh, fact god. that my friend and the host of the show that I was with uh, died, passed away unexpectedly. I ended yeah. up losing my freaking job yeah. after I was promised that I had one. I lost my leg after I got sick and was in a coma. What that part makes kind of up why I'm looking for a job right now. Correct. Correct. I mean, what am I supposed to You don't want me to be open? What do you want me to say? I have been lazy and I'd rather work from home. Um, so if you have anything for me, please, I, I'd like to work for you. It, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So don't be open about everything that's happened over the past year. No, I'm supposed to, I, I guess, just say, yeah, I just got out of prison. I mean, that's the way I feel. That these people are treating me like is that I just got out of jail or something, or just you know was homeless and not looking for a job. Yeah, I mean, what happened Honest the past year is why I need to be open. Honesty and open-mindedness and uh, upfront and forward and transparent—all all the those used to be virtues. Now they're shortcomings. Uh, apparently, uh, you suck at freeway driving. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. My wife does it now, though she didn't before, and now she's great at it. Cool. So, you know, I don't have to worry about the freeway driving. And plus, I can't drive yet. Yeah. I suck at being unemployed. How's that? I'm you just, I, I'm really I'm bad at it. Half the man I used to <laughs> when I had a job. I'm irritable. I'm broke. I just pisses me off. Yeah. But I, don't be open. I mean, don't be, I can't be open about the fact that I can't drive a car currently because yeah. getting a doctor's appointment is sometimes. It's easier to win the lottery than it is to see a doctor at times. And then they have to sign 18,000 papers saying that I'm allowed to drive. Then I have to get my car outfitted with some sort of hand control so I can get behind the wheel and actually do something. I mean, God only knows how long it's going to be. But you know, I, I'm being too open. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Nothing? You want me to just sit yeah. there and put on, you know, like you said the other day, a clip-on tie and... and and stare at him and say, I guess I want the job. My weaknesses are I pretty much suck at everything. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to be open about why I'm in this position. But thanks. Please hire me. Right. I mean, yesterday I went to a place, again, because I'm trying everything. Right. I'm trying everything. And I went to a place, and there was a guy applying for a job. And my wife took me. And but 
and God bless him. I'm happy that he was doing it. But he's sitting there with braids in his hair. His clothes are ripped up. Look like he just got into a fight outside. And he's applying for jobs. And he's probably going to get one before me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's becoming increasingly frustrating. And I don't mean to sound... I'm not trying to complain, but don't treat me like a dick. You know, I've been employed since I was 16 years old. You know, I, I I know what I'm doing, and I, I'm articulate enough to get a job. I had a client come visit me one time. You can't make this up. You, you just can't make this up. The, I, I don't care whether it's gummies or third, fourth, fifth generation. You can't get high enough to think this on your own. <laughs> but I, I had a former client that had tattoos on both arms that made it look like his skin was peeled back. Nice. And underneath his real skin, he was a lizard. Oh, that's right. That was the tattoo from his fingernails all the way up to his shoulders. And on his forehead, he literally had. I'll tell you what, out of all the letters across his forehead, I'll give you two of them. F and U. <laughs> okay, the first letter and the last letter. And he wanted to work as a waiter in some of Cleveland's finer restaurants, and he kept bitching about the fact that Hyde Park and Johnny's <laughs> and Watermark wouldn't hire him. Well, geez, and, I wonder why. <laughs> you know, he probably has a job by now, and you don't because, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way society works now. Um, Jeez, now I was behind a, a guy at subway once that he had horns that he had implanted into his head and his entire head because he was bald was tattooed and yeah the guy probably has a, a better God. gig than i do i literally i walked into a place where somebody not as extreme as the guy was telling you about walked up to the table and said hi would you like to see a menu i said not anymore not anymore you're great for people's diets i lost my appetite see ya <laughs> Nuts, man. I don't know what's going on here. Chris, it looks like Chris is. I don't know. It's not on there, Chris. I'm in. I'm here. I just did oh. it without the camera. There you go. Oh, you did it without the camera. That's why I was confused. Chris, how are you? Our first Good. caller to the show. Yeah, I'm being a caller tonight instead of being a, a producer. All right. Look, look, folks, it can happen. Yeah, it was just as easy as. Go into call.thesethwilliamshow.com. And wow. when it took me in, I just said I didn't want my camera on. That simple. Wow. What's going on, Chris? Nothing. I, I just was going to ask you, man, if if you could be any kind of cloud, <laughs> what kind of cloud would you be for, for my company? Cumulus. <laughs> well, a thunderstorm and wreck that shit. No, that's the wrong answer. No. The answer is anything but a rain cloud because I'm going to bring sunshine to your business. Ah, I see. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's much better. Uh, I like that when we were talking earlier, I like what sort of office equipment would you like to be? Well, of course, the stapler because you want to be the piece that holds everything together, right? Yeah, yeah see, that's, that's good. I'd like to be <laughs> my secretary's chair seat. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Uh, Chris, you have to agree with me. I don't know if you heard. You obviously heard the first part. But they they told me that I opened up too much. Am I opening up too much when I tell them why I'm in the position that I'm in? Well, I mean, it's not like you're. Um, how are you going to hide it? What do they want you to do? They they you know they either want you to be serious or they want you to lie. And it sounds more like they want you to lie and tell them some fabricated story instead of just being honest and saying, look, I want a job. I need to make some money. I need to be, you know, employed. What is wrong with that as an answer? Why does it, why do you have to go into a company and say, you know, what I'm really looking for is a place where I can get my foot in the door and get started at a career that's going to be fantastic for the next 30 years. Just stop it. Right. I want a job. Do you really think somebody is going to get a job, walk into a factory with 75 other people in the building, look at all of them and say, did you all really want to be a grapefruit? <laughs> exactly. What is that? Please. And look, here's the deal. I would take a job outside of this house. God knows I would do that. But I, I need a way to get there. and I need a way to get back. Go. I mean, it's that simple. My wife says, and God love her, but she said, "Oh, you know, well, how about if I take you and then pick you up?" Well, because if I'm just stuck there, you're 45 minutes away from me. If something yeah. happens during the day, or I need to get out of there because I'm sick, or because I fell with this leg, or something happens, right. I'm just stuck. And then what happens if you were, you have to stay at work late? You're 45 minutes away from me. What yeah. am I supposed to do? Yeah, no, I, dude, you're you're not getting a fair shake. Uh, you know. I don't know if this is state or city or who it is that's sticking you around, but they're really not doing you any favors at all. And it's, it's really, I, you know, and I, I'm never that guy that says go to the media, but you know what, since you've been in the media, it certainly wouldn't be too bad, too hurtful. If you were to actually use some of those media contacts to bring a big shining light on this problem. It is a problem. And I, yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's going through it. I guarantee you that. Yeah, but you're the only one that's going through it with a with a semblance of fame in this city. No, I'm just saying it would be good to expose it to yeah. the fact that it's happening. And, and here's the other thing. You're, you're looking for work you can do at home. So you're either going to be putting stuff in an envelope or you're going to be taking nasty pictures of yourself and sending those out on social media those are your choices how honest and open and hard do you i mean gee what kind of qualification yes i will wake up every morning and if you give me 500 envelopes they'll all be done by the end of the day thank you very much what boom you're hired yeah i, I don't see what the problem is here but yeah, God. yeah it's 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 a bad deal man and and as I told you earlier today, man, it, it will work out eventually. It will get itself fixed up, but it just sucks while you're – it sucks when you're the one that's out there trying to do the right thing and yeah. you can watch everybody yeah. that's not doing the right thing that are, you know, I don't even know how they survive. You know, they got a, they got a mother with a basement that they can live in or something. It just, it just sucks that you're trying – to do the right thing and you can't catch a break. And that's all from, I want. That's all I want is to do the right thing. I mean, I, yeah. that's all I wanted from the very beginning. And let me look, here's the deal. I talk, I, I think I told you, Chris, and I told you, Mike, I, I went to therapy the other day and they actually want to put me in like a ad for the hospital because of the progress that I've made. Do it. 
from the time that I was there to, to now, what I've done, and they're, they're so proud of everything that's happened and how I didn't cool. sit on my ass like a lot of people do. I didn't go back to anything drinking or smoking or anything like that. And I got up off that damn wheelchair and I started walking as soon as I could. And I continue to do it. And I passed all their tests in flying colors. And, you know, and I mean, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I want a damn job. Right. For everybody listening at home that thinks maybe he's blowing smoke or exaggerating or why pick him this, that, and other thing. I remember one of the first therapy sessions I ever took you to. You sat there and the guy came out, one of the guys that was in the operating room with you that had looked you in the eye and said, well, I can say this now, but uh, most of us in the room didn't even think you were going to make it. Yeah. Just the fact that you were there at that first one and then to come where you are now from then. Yeah. The the hospital should be thanking them. You know, you are a story and an inspiration. Sure. And, and dude, not to, not to, do like businessy business on on a call to the show but next time you're at the hospital since they're willing to put you in a video and all that good stuff you ought to say to somebody who do i talk to that can help me get you know a medical processing job from my house yeah you know uh, they already know your reputation they know your work ethic you know you you've already probably passed that and any doctor you've worked with will will sign off on you you might want to ask them that that's a good point. I appreciate that. That's a good you idea, should right? probably see if you can be like an advocate or somebody and call people like you that are in a similar situation and strategize how to help them. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. All right. Thank you, man. I, I, we got another call. Look at this. We're getting right. another call, and then we got Tony Masaccio. Well, then Thanks, get to that call. I'll talk see, to you soon. All right. See you, man. Thanks, buddy. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065, Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, 
you put air in the tires and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, Mike, you there? I'm here. I don't know what happened. The broadcast just ended out of nowhere. It, I saw that thing on the banner, but then you went out. Tony and I were fine. Uh, it, it, the broadcast had ended. I don't know what, what was happening, but it is what it is. I sent Tony a new link. So Tony's actually joining us right now. Okay, Tony. Cool. Okay. Hey, Tony. You got me. You got yeah. me. Yep. All right. You guys got me. All right. Let me proceed here. As I had said, they have 10 lanes here. This place is 30,000 square feet. They also have a buffet, which I was talking about, every Sunday between 10 o'clock when they open up until 2 in the afternoon. It's only $30 per person. I mean, it's just crazy. Prime rib, pasta, shrimp, cold cuts, waffles, an omelet station. Comes with a cup of coffee. They have an endless mimosa for only $18. Here's something really cool. They have a Monday... Mamma Mia, $10 endless pasta with the salad for an extra two bucks. $12 on a Monday after wow. 3 p.m. Wow. Is that fantastic? So, telling you. Guys. First of all, Tony, why don't you say where you're at again? Because so uh, I, I'm, that broadcast ended, so I don't know what you actually said right. where you're at. So, so I am uh, on uh, West 25th and a bowling lane. No, I'm just kidding. I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Pinstripes in Pinecrest. It's off of 271 in Harvard. This development, as we had just talked about, Mike, it opened about five years ago. They were built by the De Geronimos. This was like a $30 million project. Wow. That opened up. Again, there's, uh, there's, there's a movie theater. There's probably 12 restaurants. Great, now he's messing up. Yeah, this is what Elvin and I so happy we're doing this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. There he is. Hey, he keeps cutting. Ladies out. and gentlemen, it's Tony Masaccio. He's <laughs> at Go. Uh, okay, so again, I'm here at Pinstripes. Guys, the deeper I get into this place, I think we're losing the feed. So I'm gonna stay right here. This is their dining area, which I had stated before. It's 30,000 square feet, 15,000 on the bottom and 15,000 on the top, which they have banquets so you can have weddings, bar mitzvahs, showers. It's really cool. It's really a great development. Do they have any outdoor? They got any patio stuff they for do. when the weather gets and, nice? Yep. Mike, I was just going to say that. What's cool about this, I'm going to have Audrey actually show this. This is their outdoor patio which wraps all the way around the building. Wow. So again, there's dining outside, bocce ball, bowling, bistro, and booze. You can't ask for anything more, right? No. So I'm going to have the bartender make us a couple cocktails. As I said, 
It is Wednesday night whiskey. It's only five dollars for glasses of whiskey, and you're talking high-end whiskey from Wellington to Mar to Woodford Reserve. Five bucks. Wow. wow. So I had two. Uh, Hi, two whiskeys coming. Yes, they're busy. All right, you're gonna make them for me. I had, yes, I had a whiskey sour and an old fashioned. I'm thirsty, Mike. We're going wow. upstairs. Holy cow! Yeah. Here's the kitchen. Here's the kitchen right here. As I said, they have the buffet that is actually lined right through here, and then they have a waffle station and an omelet station that's set up right in this area every sunday morning holy cow hey real quick while i'm going up the steps i just want to show you something real quick this is a channel three shirt that i stole from nick camino while we were out drinking tonight <laughs> how was it the shirt he showed up in or just a shirt he had extra because he must have had a lot to drink if he went home shirtless <laughs> so again i'm going up the stairs here this was their banquet facility hey while i'm going up i want to talk about an event that i went to saturday which was with ward which was with denzel ward real quick i gotta show you this wedding season has arrived four thousand dollars off weddings this is a great facility if you want to find a great location on each side for a wedding or for a party so again, I was at first uh, Energy Stadium Saturday morning with Denzel Ward and his his mom Nicole was for the Heart Association. His dad unexpectedly died at 46 years old with a heart attack, which oh. is the number one killer of men and women. So I've been part of this for the last two years. The Cribs are act were the ones who emceed it. Um, and it was a great event. So again, I, we got to talk about these, you know, benefits. Like we always—that's how we met. Yeah. Oh, Trivasano. It's kind of cool, guys. So, anyways, they had booths set up, and they were doing blood pressure. They were doing cholesterol reading. They were doing oxygen reading. So I go and get my blood pressure taken, and she said, "You're elevated." I said, "What do you mean I'm elevated?" She said, "What did you eat this morning?" Oh. That morning, I was at barbecue smoking barbecue on lorraine road it was all salt i was up like 20 points guys wow it was crazy yeah and i'm usually like 120 over 70. i wow. said also i said you know what could i also be affected because there were 150 women there working out half naked with spandex on I think that was a factor too. <laughs> yeah, if your blood pressure didn't go up, there'd be something wrong with you. <laughs> Hold that. So, guys, again, I mean, if you can follow me here. This is their banquet facility. They also have a patio right outside. Great view. So, this is an indoor/outdoor facility. As I had said, there's bocce ball courts right to the end of this building. That's a beautiful Gorgeous, place, isn't it? Wow, isn't it really cool? And again, I mean, it's like we're in Cleveland, guys. I mean, this is like a beautiful. This, this is, is amazing. Something, it is amazing, and this is their all seasons, all seasons room. So the doors open up, garage doors open up, and they have small parties here. They have showers, small weddings, 
So it's a great place to book. Wow. So, and again, it's excellent location right off the highway. So we're going to be back here. There, as I had stated before, there's probably about seven or eight restaurants in this area that we will go to. Um, and it's, you know, again, it's a great little thing. Look at this for summer. Isn't it wonderful? That is, that's going to be gorgeous. But can I make a suggestion, Tony? Absolutely. We have about three weeks left, four weekends um, left in Lent. Yes. Do you think of a place to cover in the next two, three weeks for that maybe uh, has idea. a really good fish fry? Mike, I'll, I'll get on it. Absolutely. Hey, Tony. So, yes. Uh, Gunner texts in. He said, um, tell Tony, thank you for the gift certificate. My wife is going to give it to a deserving vet. Oh, how nice is that? Isn't how cool that? is that? So, you know what? With that being said, let's give another one away. I've got a buffet, $30 buffet for Sunday. We'll mail it to you. You may not be able to get it this week, but Seth, you take care of all the information. Have them email it. First email that comes in, we'll send them out a gift certificate to Pinstripes. I'm going to post my email right now. So, the you know, people email if you want the gift certificate, and I will pick a winner and get your information. Too late. I already and sent in an email. <laughs> and Mike? Just kidding. Mike, do you know what another name for Lent is? No. Detox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's giving up something for Lent. I don't give it up at all. I'm no, half I mean, Jewish. Yeah. I'm half Jewish. I'm only going to give up half of what I'm giving up. <laughs> here it is, guys. Let's end with right here. Let's celebrate. So you can see me every Wednesday with Seth Williams and Mike Chaselka on this podcast. And of course, you can tune me in every Saturday morning at 1490 WERE between 10 o'clock and 11. And we are at a different restaurant establishment throughout Northeastern Ohio every week. Right, Guys, I gotta, I will Tony, I got to show you something. Can you read? Can you see that? I, I, I work part-time at Mark's. Today we yes. got kneeling pads in for the garden and stuff like that. <laughs> I, and I made up the sign, and it's still at the store. It says, great for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's great for some other time, but yeah, that's just me. Oh, that's so funny. I'm going to buy some for the house. <laughs> with, that, with, that, with that being said, I'm actually great friends with Petites now. I'm going to see if Angelo can give us away, give us some gift certificates for when spring comes. Oh, we'll that's give away nice some, too. We'll get, we'll get some $15 gift certificates and you know what? We'll get them as a sponsor on the show. Bingo. Thanks. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. Always guys. I will talk to you soon. And again, I'll see you next Wednesday. All right. Tony, Enjoy. Bye. Well, well, hopefully the broadcast continues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want that $30 gift certificate email, Folks, that's a great brunch. Did you hear everything? Wait, prime rib at a brunch and unlimited mimosas? Come on. You get there Sunday and leave Tuesday. I kind of missed uh, everything that was going on uh, there. But it looked like a nice place. Yeah. That, you know, benefits that he has going on sounds like a great time. No kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Mario says Lent. You can eat meat on the seventeenth. You can eat meat anytime. Yeah, but you know, I I don't know. I, I again, we've talked about this before. I think that 
you know, the whole eating, no eating meat on Fridays is, is kind of a, uh, was kind of a ploy by the church back in the day to, you know, push the fishing uh, markets and stuff like that. And fish I, is still the flesh of an animal. So, well, uh, here's the thing I meat. can't figure out about Easter. What, why the fascination with, you know, Easter egg hunts? I mean, wh- why all of a sudden, what was it? Like Jesus rose from the dead and all the apostles went, oh, my God, Jesus is back. Hide the eggs. When did that start? Yeah, that's a, a good question. Yeah. Um, I got some emails from, oh, uh, the state of Ohio, I don't think is hiring me to, to work for their unemployment office, yet they still have denied me my unemployment. So, uh, <laughs> It's kind of ironic that yeah, they, they, need help, they don't want to give me money uh, for unemployment, but they don't want to hire me either. And you called them saying, can I help you? Eggs represent the rebirth. Well, actually, no, they don't because you took them before the chick hatched. It represents the. I don't even want to go there, but yeah. All right. Uh, we turn Christmas and Easter into pagan holidays. Do you agree with that? Well, yeah, there's a lot of all of that. In you think Easter and is a pagan? How look what we did Halloween. Well, but I mean, we've commercialized. I understand Christmas and Easter. Absolutely, we, absolutely. Turned them into something. Look out your window, folks. This is a pretty pagan world, if you ask me. I mean, quite frankly, I don't want to think about Easter. I mean. I I think it's a great holiday, and I yeah love the spirituality of it. But the last one I spent in a coma. So yeah, I'm, that too. I'm I will tell you what: the older I get, get better. The older I get, one of the holidays I like the most is Thanksgiving, because you can't mess it up. It's just food and family. That's all there is to it. Thanksgiving. I mean, you can mess it up. I mean, the food can suck. I mean, well, I yeah, that's true too. Well, the food sucks, and you don't want to be with the family to begin with, and now you're stuck with crappy food and family. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, I, I'm not saying I'm not a family guy. I mean, I do enjoy my family. No, I, I love my that. family. Of course, you know, my family, especially through this, this time, has been through, through me and all that for me and all that. But I, uh, yeah, we were on last Easter, and you talked about that dinner where every dish comes out and it represents something. Yeah, but not I, even that. I, I'm just saying, I, like, I'm not generally like a social person so sitting in a social setting for yeah you know six seven hours at somebody's house and right trying to create conversation generally isn't all that much fun right and like the conversation used to be all about like triv so it'd be like hey so what's triv actually like working with and now the conversation is so how's that leg working for you yeah big switch (laughs) and quite frankly neither one i want to talk about well, just remember this. Write it down if you have to. But next Thanksgiving, when you're all sitting around with the family, look at your watch and say, it's been two hours, and nobody here has asked me what kind of fruit I'd like to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, it looks like we're back up and running. That was weird. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, that was bizarre. And we started over because we're at the 18-minute mark of the show. Yeah, that's yeah, we're not going an extra whatever. No, but I know that. But like I said, we're a complete reset. <laughs> but I did check, and everything appears to be working currently. I don't know. Maybe it can't cool. be the call thing, right? I yeah, I don't know. It's kind of ironic that Chris called in, and then all of a sudden, 
like I said, you dropped off. Tony and I were just sitting there still talking. You're, you're. Uh, no, I dropped off. I dropped off because the broadcast had ended. It got gotcha. all together. Gotcha. Okay. And so, oh, so uh, we were talking for no reason. We're okay, talking for enough. no reason. So nobody heard anything that you actually said. Good, because um, it was filthy. Mario from Mario's Barbershop checks in. We can talk about this a little bit. 25 banks in trouble trading stopped on all of them. Hold on tight. You Lemming. Big problem. Lemming. Just lemon because everybody said if you don't do anything, nothing will happen, and everybody doesn't believe it because they've all been lied to. So they will create and be that's like the snowball that rolled down the hill on Bowinkle and Rocky. So you don't think that this is a problem, or what do you think? Well, it's going to be a problem, it's going to absolutely be a problem. But it's going to be all banks. I mean, are we should we worry about our money and our accounts at this point, Seth? And anybody listening to this show, what did I say about a month ago would be the next big disaster to hit this country? When all the banks failed, when the internet went down and you caught and the bank said, hey, we still have your $5,000. And you all looked at each other and said, oh, I thought we had $10,000. And the bank said, prove it. <laughs> because nobody's got paperwork to back it up. It's all on their phone. CMS Network checks in. Back then, the rules for fasting during Lent were much stricter than they are Amen. today. Christians were not allowed to eat meat or any animal product, including cheese, milk, cream, or eggs. Uh, so they hard-boiled the eggs their chickens would produce during that time and stored them so they could dis- distribute them later. All right. See, I did not know all that. No. I uh, I was just under the assumption that the... huh. I, you know, I, all I, I don't have a problem with taking some time during the year to concentrate on how can I be a better person. If everybody did that, you know, in their own way, whatever it is, and we reap the benefits of it, then we're all, you know, beneficiaries and we all, you know, come out ahead. If it's something that everybody, you know, just makes fun of and doesn't do it all, then, you know, life goes on and nothing changes. Ohio teacher pension had $39 million in shares at SVB Bank, but failed. Um, and the shareholders aren't getting money back, right? No. Shareholders, yeah. That's not being covered. It's just the people who ha- actually had deposits in there. I mean, I'm not trying to say the world is coming to an end, but should we worry about our local before. banks? Should we worry about our chases? And Folks, this may not be the end of the world, but it sure is hell is dress rehearsal. Yeah, we talked about it earlier today before we went on. Um, China, Russia, Iran, all kind of sitting together having coffee. Yeah. And, um, that doesn't bode well. No. And we're flying drones that got forced down. You know, they didn't shoot it down, but all they had to do with the jet is bump into it and it crashed. And now the Russians are trying to retrieve that. Yes, and Probably. we're saying that, well, we made sure that all the information on there is useless or it doesn't count or nobody cares and all that other stuff. And now, Do you think, not trying to turn this political, do you think that this administration has the balls, if you will, to to go do something or or what what do we do what do we well, how do you flex how do you flex muscle at this point without causing a severe problem 
it is every, it is always more than just the one person. I'm sure there are all kinds of between the Pentagon and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and NATO and NORAD and all the organizations that are in place to make sure that they're still that. Um, yeah, are they active now? Yeah. Yep. Banks, the best currency you can have now is bullets. That's cute. Cute or accurate? Well, yeah, both. Maybe that's why it's like kind of spot on. Here's the one thing, though. Have you ever seen that commercial for silver? That guy that supposedly is a media somebody, but that guy goes the world silver. It's the only true global currency, and it's like, wait a minute. I thought the whole thing was like not go to global currency, but anyway. And he says, you know, you can't do it without a risk, but here, send for the portfolio on so-and-so gold and silver and invest in that. And everybody like you and me and who's listening to the show thinks that they have a stake in the game. There are actually some people that buy those little programs and quote-unquote trade stock. Yeah. We're all going to lose our money. We're all going to take a bath, but you're not going to find a Rockefeller or DuPont wake up and go, you know, for 300 years, we were one of the elites in this world, and now we're broke. That's not going to happen. All right. Uh, we have Dave Bray actually waiting in the wings, so I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and get Dave Good. Bray on. Dave Bray, of course, Dave Bray USA. Uh, Dave was a singer of Madison Rising, not a great solo career, um, but did Triv's all-time favorite version of the National Anthem. We'll hear some of that uh, when we get back in about two minutes. we got Dave coming up. Hang on. Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go. Local business. You got to go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, Call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240.
Check one, two. Absolutely love yeah. it, man. Absolutely love it. How can you doing? Can you guys hear me or no? Yes, yeah. Can. You can? Yeah, we can. Oh, great, man. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate the invite. And, uh, you know, God bless Triv. God rest his soul. He was such a, a patriot and just an awesome guy, man. I, I miss yeah. that dude. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't talked to you in quite some time. I know. It's been uh, a while. Yeah, it's been a while. been a while, but it's good to be back on with you. It is. It's very cool to have you on, man. Um. A lot of people are actually texting already, uh, saying, you know, it brings chills and memories. Absolutely. Yeah, both. I mean, I've always said that the, the Star Spangled Banner or the National Anthem sung right and performed right is, is, is already goosebumps in a box. It's um, it's just an amazing song. It's uh, it's one of the ones that, again, when it's done right, it just it, it can really set you off. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think of like when we actually – had you on for the very first time. Of course, Dave Bray was on with Madison Rising back in, I mean, you were on with Triv years ago. Yeah. And yeah. he just loved it. He, he loved the sound of it. And when you got on and said, hey, the national anthem is a song of defiance, you know, it, Triv got so excited about that and the new meaning that it meant for him. It was very cool. And I never forgot that. And every time he asked me to play it, it was an honor to play it. It was just awesome. So yeah, this is a song of defiance. I can hear him still saying it now, yeah. and uh, how true that is. But it's also it, it also is a song to unify. And I think that we're, you know, we're forgetting a lot of that th these days. And and you know, it seems like it seems like it's just a bifurcation of people. It was like, okay, what are the, what's the general populace consumed of? And it's if you go from a political standpoint, it's, you know, okay, it's half Republican, half Democrat. And then but then you go breaking each one of those things down. Then you got the left wing, the right wing of the each each side. You got the radical of each side. And then as now we have social media, which continues to bifurcate people into little separate pockets of people till you're actually just down to self. And 
um, it really has pulled a lot of what I think is the necessary binding out of what a civil society needs. And I feel, I, and, and I, I see it as a deterioration. Um, and, yeah. the and the final deterioration of any society is, is mm -hmm. war, whether it's a civil war or war from, from, from the outside or from the inside. And I think those of us, sadly, I do believe that those of us who have kids, me included, um, are going to, you know, our kids are going to be the ones who have to fight that war one way or another, be it digital or physical or mental or emotional or however it's going to be fought. Um, it's coming. And you're a vet, man. So, I mean, thank one, thank you for your service. But two, I mean, sure. it's got to be frustrating a little bit to see um, the direction this country is going. And again, I'm not going to pick sides, I, I, but it just seems like it's going kind of out of control. Well, it truly, it, it really is. And uh, again, it's it's being fed. Uh, the machine is being fed between media, pop culture, movies, everything, and movies, television shows, media, anything that's coming through on a, on the main screen that we get in our uh, in our TVs at our homes, and then now through the little screens, obviously. Uh, but it's all being fed. The machine is the snake eating its own tail, and it's it's all by what I say is design. Um, is for what feels good, what what rubs you know the individual's belly, and what is going to get the most clicks and likes. And that is a sad place for us to be in as human beings, because if we're not genuinely counting on our neighbor, supporting our neighbor, and loving our neighbor, uh, no matter race, color, creed, identity, it, it, it all of it's for naught, man. We we fail as as a civilization. That's what scares me the most. Yeah, I mean, having a kid myself, I again, I, I see some of the things that kids are being taught, stuff that you know the younger generation believes, and it's certainly nothing that I was raised with. And it's it, it's a scary time. I'm I'm afraid, but I, I think that we need more people like you out there with the, the music and everything else, you know, setting the record straight. Well, I'm I'm, I'm doing will, my best. Yeah, I I got to tell you something, Dave. Hi, my name's Michael. We hey, Mike. had the opportunity to meet in person. Yeah. I've, listen to the show and heard the version of the song defiance is the right word i mean i i get goosebumps too but i gotta tell you you perform it and and this is one of the things that i gives me hope you've sung that song all four corners of this country yeah. and it has the exact same result does it not absolutely there's still a there's still a large populace that understands that despite uh, some of the colors we may wear on our sleeve or the ideas that way we, we may have, there's still like the, I call them the, the adults in the room that realize Thank you. we'd better stand up for something because What's we're too busy. Is that they are the same, that we are, if the more you travel, the more you realize we're more alike than we are different, no matter what the screens that you were describing tell us otherwise. It's, sure. it's not true. So we got to get back to the truth. That's all. Amen to that. Amen to that. And, and, you know, to sort of just further go down that rabbit hole, um, you know, it seems like there's a certain censorship that is, is out there right now uh, that is not allowing a freedom and an open conversation and dialogue for either side to be yeah. heard. And I think that in lies a genuine frustration that is painting a certain lens for us to see each other through that is, is, is really bringing what I consider to be the major problem here. And it's all by, it's all predisposed in, in to say that, um, if, you know, if, if I'm going to sit down and watch a television show and, and I, I, you know, and I have to pause it before somebody says something for my kids, I have to 
set certain boundaries in my own home right. because of what's coming or what's what I deem is acceptable. Yeah. And it, it doesn't work the same way. Nobody else has to self, you know, put a boundary around their level of acceptance or what they consider to be um, right or wrong. It's just, it's just, hey, you have to accept everything other than what's coming from over there. And that's not what we do in our house. We say, hey, listen, this is this is a perspective. A lot of people do see it this way. Right. Uh, you know, it's not what we believe in here in this house. But, you know, as you go out and, and live your best rum springer here in a few years, uh, you can make up your own opinions and see where it goes. But again, it, it, it is it definitely feels like a war for the minds of our children. And that is something that I've been, you know, preaching about since the beginning um, on my first album called Dave Bray USA music on a mission. And even, even into my second album too far gone. So these are storyteller albums. You can get them at DaveBrayUSA.com. for anybody who purchased anything from the store. You get a free autograph CD from me as a way of saying, thank you. That's awesome. I want to get into more of what you're, you're doing now, but we do have a couple of questions from people that are listening. sure. Um, do you feel that kneeling is disrespectful or furthering the defiance the song is meant to mean? So, okay. So uh, my family and I are, are, are not really sports junkies, but we like sports uh, television and we um, sort of were confused at that. And again, um, to be in the minds of the people who are taking the knee as their last resort do i think it was the last resort or the right way to approach it um i don't feel like it was the is it was the last resort so i don't feel as though it was the right way to approach it did they use a platform um of reverence to show what i believe was uh irreverence i i think so um but at the same time we're 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 leaving no other choices for for these moments for these um for these grievances to be addressed i mean and that's for both sides that's for numerous things the attacks that we feel as you know citizens of this country you know for those of us who are second amendment people the the attacks that we feel we have no way to address those grievances in public so it's like how do we address these grievances in a way that feel like they're being heard because no one in washington is listening i feel to either side yeah, i totally agree one of my favorite songs that you have out right now last call and the police are being victimized <laughs> more now than ever sure it, it's sad it's scary again um with, with people wanting to make the, the police the bad guys. But that song is amazing. Thanks. And and I'm a huge um, believer, again, that I, I support our law enforcement for the job they do every single day. Uh, as a military guy, we consider our law enforcement basically cousins or akin to us. Um, their, deployment, their deployment usually starts the day they leave their academy and is the day they turn in their badge and their, and their service pistol. Um, it's a long deployment. It's a hard deployment. And to go in the face of the people on a day-to-day -day basis, the people that you're supposedly out there to serve and protect, and then to feel ridiculed, judged, and um, used as a pawn by both legislation and the citizenry, I think is a, is a spit in the face of that occupation. And uh, again, it, it's, it's very interesting to watch how defund the police started to unravel 
Um, but there was no legislation moved to remove power from the badge. It was only to remove money from the badge. And legislation made no moves to correct how and what laws were being upheld. They only went to chop off the head of the snake by saying, oh, we're not going to, we're just not paying you. We're not going to give you any money. And that was the answer to that issue. Uh, and again, grievances not being heard properly and, and we, the people not being able to govern ourselves uh, is what it comes down to. And, and this is a fight that I've been in for, for years of, of, you know, government needs to step away from the people. Instead, it's just, it's another layer of, of being blanketed by um, things that are inevitably eradicating our constitution, nibbling away at its core and destroying us as free people as a whole and in our separate groups. Wow. Well said. Totally agree with that. Um, to the fun stuff, what are you up to now? Are you torn? What's going on? What are, what's going on with you? So we just released a new tune. It's called One Last Chance. Um, I could get into the story behind that song. Uh, a friend of mine had had passed away of cancer in January, and she was a shining star of a human being. Um, she wasn't just a, a patriot. She was a uh, she was she, she was she gave to so many organizations. She was a household name in, in throughout the the country, just of being such a um, benevolent soul to so many. And uh, you know, it was one of those things that sort of snuck up on us, even though it was three years in the making. And her last name was Chance. Her, her first name was Kathy, and she was the youngest of six kids. And um, she was always so, so good to us and, and so many orgs again that had supported us or she would sponsor us to, to, to help us with travel and things like that. And, um, she was diagnosed with multiple myeloma and three years later she was gone and it felt like a blink. Um, you know, I was with her numerous times. I got to spend a lot of time on the phone and just talking with her and her concerns about the future of America and how, you know, how obvious it was that the greatest generation was finally passing away and how this sort of new woke uh, America was beginning to bloom and blossom at the same time as we were losing our, 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 uh, you know, some of the strongest, most stalwart men and women of this, of, 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 of our generation. And, we would make that comparison uh, many, many times, but long story short is um, I wanted to write her a song, give her something she knew was hers, uh, something that she knew that, you know, even though she would be gone, that she would be remembered, uh, I think is a big fear for a lot of us. And, um, you know, if remembrance is the currency of the afterlife, she'll be remembered forever. And, and that's what that song Last Chance is about. It's about her and, you know, being able to get a few more moments out of the day. Wow. That's amazing, man. Um, so uh, I saw that you, how many people have you performed with? I mean, you've performed with a lot of people, Aerosmith and done stuff yeah. for NASCAR, all kind of different things. Sure. Um, you know, it's been an interesting career. Uh, I've been sort of chipping away my own um, path, my own route. Um, I, I was with a record label, obviously, with Madison Rising for five years, toured, grinded through the country a few times, and um, it just wasn't for me and my family. We came to differences and long-term beliefs and the approach to the business and, and, um, numerous other things. Long story short is parted ways and, uh, decided that 
I could do it better myself. It's what I've been telling my dad and everybody that's ever known me is like, Dave, you've always just made your own way, whether it be in the military, you would found, you found yourself your own niche, you know, with sniper platoon as being a corpsman and, and working with the Marine Corps instead of just going in the Navy. And then, you know, even in some of my first job jobs where I was in logistics or where I was building tanks for BAE systems and, um, you know, during the war effort in Afghanistan and, and that kind of thing, I was building tanks and, uh, you know, I, I found myself working in a union shop and there was a huge gap in efficiency of parts. And I created um, a way to get parts to the line faster so that they could turn over vehicles faster. Uh, I was on a job for logistics and I was working at dock and I helped innovate a way to get a certain freight that was coming in at a certain time and just killing us every single day, all organized. And I, I worked with that like area to try to get them squared away. And like I said, it's just, I always try to look, look at things from a, from a standpoint of what's going to be best for the long term. what's going to be best for me and my family. And I try to balance those two things in between somewhere in between <laughs> a crazy amount of work ethic and enough time to spend and take a breath when be with my loved ones. And Again, that that groove in the music industry is very similar. I'm not out there trying to play every club that I possibly can. I've done that. Um, I'm a little bit more choosier of to whom I want to play for. Again, I want to make sure that the people that I believe deserve to hear my message get it. I'd love for everyone to hear it. I just don't know 100% if everyone will quite understand how I've put faith and patriotism together as a whole package and and bring it to people as a way for them to be grateful now, do you think that the music industry is kind of against your message do you think they kind of keep you back from well i know 100 percent that i've been shadow banned on social media but that yeah. that's for political reasons um because you know i i take pictures with trump and i've played at his events during you know rallies and things that he's done for during his runs and during his presidency. Um, I know that I was, some of our songs got removed from all platforms. Uh, and then we called and they said, well, that's just how we're doing it now. And I, I still scratch my head at that. And I see other people releasing the exact same material. So that was a head scratcher. Um, all in all though, I just think the music in itself, the music industry itself has been, uh, skewed to, um, uh, quantity rather than quality and i think that you know nashville is a great example of that i think that they just sort of churn out song after song after song after song after song until they hit a little chunk of gold and then they and they boil that thing down to its to its core so music industry in general is just uh it's a different animal and again i i'd like to believe that i've carved my own niche into it yeah see that's kind of crap that you know i talk about it on the show all the time is that you know we got banned on some of the social media stuff are putting up a, a stupid meme of Hunter Biden hanging from some balloons and <laughs> yeah. you know, people put up worse crap all day long on, on social media and we got banned sure. for a month. And so I, I just think that with your message and the kind of songs you put out, whether it's political, the government, whether it's the police or whatever, that it's got to be difficult to get your message out there the way that you want to. It is. And that's got to be frustrating. It's frustrating on a little level like we do. It's got to be incredibly frustrating for you. So. Let me say one thing, though. Yeah. I'm older. The message got out before there was social media. The message needs to get out again despite social media. And the music industry is a great way to look at that because garage bands and festivals and just the lyrics and just the songs, you know, 
people don't appreciate what Motown meant to the civil rights movement because you had a whole generation of teenage white folk that said Smokey Robinson, the platters, it's not that bad. And it gave a, a place for people to meet in the middle. If, like you're doing, uh, Dave, you write the lyrics that inspire the people, the message will get out. So that's what the musicians have to do. If, if It means not being a part of the system that, by the way, is incorporating AI into a lot of the songwriting things so that everything sounds the same. Sure. Walk away from all that and do what you're doing. The more people that do what you're doing, the more there'll be a grassroots following again, and we'll get back to the way it should be. I, I agree with that um, to a certain extent. Uh, I also agree with the fact that there's a big music mafia out there that um, they can, it's push button artists now at this point. If they, if they can get the right artist with the right look and the right sound, those are three very simple elements. You can find a good looking chick who can sing a little bit. You don't have to be able to sing that good. A computer will fix your voice and, and they'll get them with the best songwriters and the best musicians and they'll start just pulling the pulling the press and it's the same it's the same with you know young country stars and these guys and girls unfortunately are super hungry at at 20 21 years old to go out there and and say yeah absolutely i will sign on the dotted line i will give you everything i write i will give you everything i perform i'll give you royalties on all my merchandise i will give you everything as long as you give me the uh the fame Right. And and they can do that. They they can do that overnight. And they can they can take an artist that's right out of the box, has a couple of decent songs, throw it on a record, put it out there, and in the first day have twenty four million views on a video and two hundred and fifty stream two hundred fifty thousand streams on a video in the first day. And that it just doesn't happen like that. And it's a it's a it's a pay for play game and it's a music mafia game. And it's, it's one of those things that frustrates someone like me who refuses at all costs to give not, not even an inch and play the game at all. And people are like, man, your Spotify streams are really low. I was like, I I didn't even know I had a Spotify. Honestly, I, I didn't, I had no clue. And you know, I've got videos that have been seen and watched millions of times. I've got all kinds of streams that are, um, online and and in social media and TikTok and all that crap but long story short is if if the window for me is going to open it's going to be open by the hands of god it's not going to be open by some record executive and it may not even be while i'm here but what i love about music is that it is in perpetuity it's a stamp that i can leave on these stupid computers that i feel have destroyed us it's a stamp that i can leave in there somewhere for somebody to find and in the future if somebody opens up a dave bray usa song one thing i can guarantee you is that they're going to find the patriotism they're going to find the faith and they're going to find that little inkling of gratitude and i don't know if that virtue will still be around by the time i'm gone or respect i don't know if those those major core virtues are going to be there uh after i'm long gone but when they do if they decide to find a dave bray usa song they're going to hear it Right, we've got a couple of uh, messages I want to put up here for you because we got a lot of reaction to you coming on. Joe Burdick, I don't know if you know you know Joe, don't you? Yeah, he I know the name. He says, yo, Dave. What's up? Uh, uh, no, a zillion rock stars and Dave is way too sane to be grouped into that collection of characters. <laughs> I don't know about sane. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner says, thank you for your service. Thank you, Semper Fi. Appreciate you, Gunner. Uh, people will sell their soul for 15 minutes of fame. That's true. Yeah, five minutes now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole soul for fifteen is is yeah. I think their uh, their their timeline's a little off. Hell, I would do it at this point. Uh, Scott says, "Are you on Twitter?" I volunteer with Concerned Veterans of America and would love to connect with you. 
Yes, I'm on Twitter, Dave. Everything on social media is Dave Bray USA. And uh, yeah, I am on Twitter. All right. So how do people get your albums and everything? Yeah. Uh, so all of my merchandise, anything is support merchandise. Again, I print every single t-shirt. Um, I literally bought a print shop and moved it into my garage. My cars no longer have a nice warm place to sleep. They get <laughs> pushed out. Uh, and I bought, I, yeah, I bought like uh, a dryer and a printer and I do every, like I said, I print every shirt by myself. So you're getting a piece of my soul into that. I actually pray over each shirt I pull. It's a long, arduous process and it's tedious. Uh, but I pray over it and you get a prayer inside of a shirt. Um, you get a free autograph CD with any t-shirt you purchase and you'll get either there it is music on a mission which is a storyteller record nice. or my new album too far gone um which are both storyteller albums and dave bray usa.com dave bray usa.com and there's all kinds of really great merch on there guys i just want to say i appreciate any kind of traffic we can get it goes right into the fuel tank to push this mission of patriotism and faith down the road and the music on a mission continues because of you guys and I just want to say one thing real quick. You talked about the good-looking chicks getting, you know, the record deals and all that kind of stuff. I told a woman yesterday that you were going to be on, and I showed a picture of you. You know, there's one that I was sent, and it's got you, you know, with your curly hair flowing, the glasses on. Yeah. And you're looking all buff and stuff. And she goes, well, I'm going to listen now. So it had nothing to do with she didn't know any of your music, never heard the trip show. I feel like I need to buff. Hold on a second, young lady. Let me get squared away for you. I wasn't ready. I didn't know. Hold on. Right. Is that better? See? <laughs> I, came, I came home this afternoon, and my girlfriend said, Dave Bray's on tonight. And she went and said, watch this, and on and on and on. because like, So, yeah, my girlfriend did the exact same thing. But wow. I have a question, because I'm feeling something. I don't and know. Lord works in mysterious ways. Can you stay with us for a minute or two, Dave? You sure. Worry? No, I'm good. I everybody squared away at the house, so we're we're all That's set here. I ask you: Do we have any housekeeping to do and come back? Because I have, uh, I want to plant a seed with the three of us. And all right. I mean, can we you, have to can take you hang a break? on for a quick break. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'm good. I'm All good. right, hang on. We'll be right back. It's that for smoking rock and roll food trucks. You got to check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You got to check out smoking rock and roll. 605 Clay Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, Find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place, Come, especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people, and they make great, great food. you got to check it out. Smoke and Rock and Roll. SmokeandRockandRoll.com. Guarantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Guarantees and Signs. 4883 Turney Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. Hey, it's Seth for Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village. And now if you need a podcast done, you got a band, you got to record some stuff, Audio Bay Studios is the place to go. Train technicians, uh, good management there. I'm telling you, Audio Bay Studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast. 
You want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smokin' Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you got to check out Audio Bay Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Bay Studios. If you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give them a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisoka. Dave Bray. USA.com is the website. Dave Bray. Thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Mike has something up his sleeve. I have no idea what he's talking about. So I, I will tell you, not being the most familiar, but carrying my own cross, um, I think you're the guy I want at least something's tell me to share this with you, Dave, because your combination of faith and patriotism and knowing that we're not going to do this without somebody, a greater power without the, the love of God, as much as the love of country. That's how it started. We all know about the last supper. What I would like to see happen in this country is put the cell phones down, walk away from the screens, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And do a concept called the next supper. Okay. Because the most segregated hour in America is still Sunday mornings when we all go to our separate churches. What I'd like to do is institute a concept of breaking bread together in neighborhoods, in communities, in churches, where all we do is knock on the door, come in, sit down, and talk to each other again. Mm. And I can't reach everybody, but God knows if you think about this and come up with a song that everybody can listen to across the whole country or a theme or inspire people to not be ashamed of the God they believe in and intervene to fix this, that maybe, and I've been talking to politicians about this idea and it's like, oh yeah, okay, fine. And it goes in one ear and out the other. And I've been talking to pastors about this, and it goes in one ear and out the other because it, it, the churches sometimes are as political as politics is. It's getting worse now, yep. Yeah, but on a grassroots basis, if everybody started spending time together again around a table, that maybe that movement, instead of the Last Supper, we could start what, like I said, I refer to as the Next Supper. Mm. So I'm just telling you about that because I trust What's motivating you, your track record of faith and patriotism speaks for itself. But if there's anybody who prays and looks and asks God, please, you know, work through my fingers and through my lyrics, I'm sharing this with you because I think you can move the ball off square one. I like that. You know, I I grew up in a real small town in in Pennsylvania. When I say small, I'm talking like three, four hundred max. Pretty much four farms, uh, four churches, and you know the rest is just a couple people. And um, we didn't have a traffic light; we had a roundabout, so it was real small. Like Mm -hmm. when I say small, we're talking small. Um, And I believe it was either the first or the last Friday of the month. But I want to say that it was at least once a month or it was at least once um, every either planting or harvesting season that we had a what's called a Dutch supper. 
and it was at a fire hall and they sell tickets to support the fire hall. And it's a big sit down where pretty much everybody in the community gets together and they make turkey filling, mashed potatoes, ham, corn, green beans, you know, the whole nine yards basically. And they feed everybody at one time. They feed everybody. And then that first segment of people comes out and the next segment comes in, they feed them again. And this thing goes on from, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon until 10 o'clock at night. And by the time it's all said and done, everybody has sat down and broken bread at those tables. So, you know, it's interesting if you start thinking about, uh, the, the table is, is as important as the bread itself. Almost, you know, we have to get, we have to get around, we have to find that forum. Like you said, we need to find that forum. We need to find where and how and what way that's going to work. Um, and maybe it does start in, in a small community and, and grows into something else. And it gets a platform in which it starts to broadband across the country. And it does happen all at the same time. And we can live feed that and it becomes an entertainment thing. And then, then the, the word is passed, the gospel is given, the bread is broken, and we can start bringing communities back together. But when when COVID happened, but if you want to get down into how, how and what's happening in America, the churches are being broken down into a shambles. COVID was like the last knife in a lot of churches backs. It, it, you know, it, it upped everybody's online presence, but it downed everybody's communal shoulder to shoulder presence. And I still think that's important. Um, it's, it's not where two or more are zooming. It's where two and more are actually truly gathered yes. and, and being gathered is important to the word. And I, I believe that when we say love our neighbor, they're not talking about, you know, they're not talking about, um, you know, writing, I, I love you cards. It's about standing shoulder to shoulder with whether it's the stranger next to you or the, you know, uh, the best friend that you have. You need to, the essence of love has to be given back and forth through physical uh, proximity. It's not something I don't believe that can be felt from a distance the way it's truly meant to be felt. So if we have love as the true element of what the gospel is and what our humans are supposed to be doing to one another and feeling from one another. If we can project love instead of projecting, uh, you know, Hey, I'm going to put up these walls around these people, or I don't like the way these people are talking over here. If you come into things with a, with a heart full of love instead of a heart full of animosity and, you know, neuroticism and, 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 you know, anger and hate, it's just like the board meeting, right? So you got the guy that stands up at the board meeting and he's already pounding on the podium and he, you know, the, the people that are sitting on the school board are sitting there going, no, you will not, you cannot. And it just turns into, it turns yeah. into, it turns into a mess. And then you have, uh, you know, a 90 year old woman who goes up there and just says, you know, I just want to say thank you all for what you're doing, but here's the, here's what's happening with love in her heart. And her voice gets heard. Um, I think I, th- I, there's so many things that I want to, I want to touch on in this conversation, because again, it, it's not just, it's not just the people that we see. It's it's everyone, and 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 it, it's truly difficult to go to a store now without ha- feeling like you're either under attack or being confronted in some way. Yeah. So that's so the more and more that happens out in public, the less people start to go to public into public, and the less people stop. You know, people stop gathering. They continue to separate from themselves and become isolated and lonely. And right. the fear gets to build up in those situations. You can't transcend or ditch it. Um, there's just so many things on that topic that I would love to talk about, but what I've seen is some of the greatest things that I've seen happen among people that are either, um, angry, broken, uh, you know, 
neurotic, uh, you know, anxious and anxiety some is when they sit in a group and when they sit and actually sit, sit shoulder to shoulder and see each other, not only as equals, but as bridges to one another's pain. And, and then the groups of people can help carry that pain, whether it's grief or whether it's addiction or whether it's hate or whether it's, you know, whatever. But when groups of people actually truly sit together in a circle and, and have conversations, open, true dialogue and conversations um, without being judged and when with everybody's love and acceptance in their heart, true momentum forward happens. And uh, we're not seeing that on a political scale. We're not seeing on a even in our own churches nowadays. We're not seeing it happen in school. We're not seeing it happen anywhere in the communities anymore. Um, and it's a shame because it's 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 a powerful thing and it's it's to the root of what we are as humans. Now, the, the question is, though, are, are we too far gone? I don't want to be a negative guy. Are you talking about my new album called Too Far Gone? Well, there you go. <laughs> the answer is no. You are never too far gone. Thank and we you. we are never beyond the hands of the, the Almighty. We, we, he will allow he will allow the he will allow us to go as far as as, as we allow. And when we decide to make the move, he will turn it around for us and he will get behind us. It's. It's so crazy that that free will always comes back to actually self-sustenance and doing what's right and what's good for others. And if we can stop being so selfish and self-absorbed that that we can start just saying, you know, I need to go do something for somebody else today and find somebody and do something for them. Yes. Buy them a cup of coffee, random acts of kindness, call a friend you haven't talked to in a while and sit and have a genuine conversation with somebody. Those are the things that mean the world to me when I'm in a, when I'm in a crappy place. Somebody picks up the phone is like, dude, where you been, man? What's going on? I'm like, no, you really got time. You get, do you have four, do you have 40 <laughs> minutes to have a real conversation? Cause I'll, I'll isolate and give you that 40 minutes. If you will help me carry the load and, you know, a lot of us call our friends or text our friends. Hey, what's up? N not much. Do you? Yeah, you good. No conversation over. But again, to have a, a genuine conversation and a back and forth with people, it's it's so valuable. It's so valuable to what's good in America and what's good for our people. Well, that, like I said, that that's my gift. God told me you I love that. I could trust with that. And I truly hope you, you know, think about it and maybe become the minstrel in that gallery. I love that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I always, I always take those seeds and uh, to heart, and I love that it brought me to the table because I like again. That's what that's what it, I feel God's calling me to write about. Like we look at our, we have a we have a kitchen table that looks like it's been through a wood chipper, but so many drawings that our kids did are on that table spilled drinks and and thrown easter straw baskets and you name it has happened on that table you can even see where the kids have drawn and written on it it's it's a it's it's beat it squeaks it's a mess but i've replaced the chairs but i can't bring myself to replace that table yeah you can cover it up but all the little things that happen around that table are so important to us the games that we've played the conversations we've had the tears that we've shed and i cannot bring myself to get rid of that old beat up kitchen table faith works faith without works has no reward amen um amen. all right so tell everybody we can get your albums again then i gotta let you go only because look here, you, you put the glasses on, you sat back, hey. you put the hair down, and my <laughs> wife texted in with this, just a thumbs up. So at this point, I'm going to have to go downstairs and divorce her, and... <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. All right, so where does everybody get the albums again? So everything is at DaveBrayUSA.com. You can follow me. You want to check out the new videos, go to DaveBrayUSA on YouTube. We just released our, our, new, our new song called Last Chance, obviously, for Kathy. Um, 
follow us on socials, Dave Bray USA on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, True Social. Um, you know, you name it, we're out there on Daybreak USA. And it's my wife and I, we're our own record label. We do all our own support. So any support you gives us comes directly to us uh, and allows us to continue our mission with music and patriotism and faith. Well, that's awesome, man. And uh, thanks. I appreciate you coming on tonight. I know that Triv is watching down and ah! thrilled that you were uh, on the show tonight. And Song of Defiance! <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. God bless. Take care. You too. God bless you. Thank pleasure. you, man. Uh, DaveBrayUSA.com. Dave Bray. Awesome dude, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to play the song again. I got to get it queued up if you don't mind. Dude. Go you right know, ahead, man. I'm going to try to do this. About right. Very yeah. hey. Again, because I, you know, I love it. And Triv loved yeah. it. And it was cool. Well, you know I found him to be inspiring based on what I've just said so it brings back a, a lot of memories for me and i know for a lot of people listening so, listening you know i want to i want to play it again there we go I thought it was fabulous. And I got to tell you, the segment that I watched, the video over and over and over, was a live performance where he made the audience sing over and over and over and over and over again the word brave. And there is such a message in that. Home of the brave. You asked, 
are we too far gone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I have said we got work to do. We got to drop everything, start over, focus our attention. We have to get brave again. That's what's missing. We got to get brave again. Yeah, and you know, I, I didn't mean to say something wrong when I was talking about too far gone. It was good that I worked it in there to promote his yeah. album. Yeah, uh, DaveBrayUSA.com. But look, you can't get people to agree on a dinner together. You can't get people to agree on what what shoes they like. You can't get people to agree on anything. You're telling me that we're going to get everybody in this country to agree on on you know pulling together and being one united i would, t- I would tell you this Mike, I, I, I wish that was possible mike but it's not it's not my, my faith is once we start talking about the right things people will come around right now the distraction is we think each other is the enemy that's by design once we discover how to be friends and allies again we're as powerful as we ever were dude we are the country that has been this country it's time to be brave again that's all i'm saying uh, i i agree um yeah that, that song i mean man when i hear that song and i know there's there's people yeah. out there i remember playing that song 14 billion times i mean Triv sometimes would actually have me play it three times in a row four times in a row and that was a longer version right right um, right it was and there were people out there that would text in and call in and say, I don't like that. I don't, I don't want to hear that. It's not the real national anthem. You know what? It's a great version of the national anthem. I don't care what anybody says. I it, love it. It just is. I walked in the house. I was in the house 20 minutes. I didn't even call you before the show because Mary Jo said, oh, my God, Dave Bray's on. She did the exact same thing Heather did. Yeah. and, and, and But hearing that song again kind of makes me a little emotional because um, I'm the yeah, man that that uh that you know found that song and said to play that song um the media has all the power yes i agree uh, to an extent i agree but i think it's people above that that really have all the power we've talked about that before we have uh, we gotta take another quick break because the ones i played earlier didn't get played because we okay. had a little technical difficulty but announcement real quick should i make the announcement now about next week or should I wait till we come back? Let's tease everybody. We'll wait till we come back. Talk. Announcement for tomorrow, a Monday show and Wednesday show. So, um, hang on. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Berta creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. 
Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's Flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. And I want to thank uh, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood for sponsoring the hotline and the call line, call-in line as well. Call.thesethwilliamshow.com for Dave Bray coming on. So thank you, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. And also thank you, Joe Burdick, Burdick Custom Flags. Joe Burdick actually called me and said, uh, hey, dude, you should have Dave Bray on. And I thought about it numerous times. Perfect. And said, yeah, that would be great. And so Burdick Custom Flags, Joe Burdick, a patriot himself. Uh, thank you very much for that. It was good. I thought he was fun. Uh, speaking of guests, though, next week, Tell Monday him. night, we have Little John on. Nice. He's talking Little John. He'll be calling in uh, around 5.15. So Little John will be on joining us, and we'll be talking all kind of great Cleveland memories uh, about the show, about everything that he's doing now. We'll catch up and talk to Little John. I talked to him. Yesterday, and it was so nice, man. I never thought in a billion years that you know when I was like a little kid, yeah, that I would be sitting there on my phone. Well, one, I never thought I'd have a cell phone, uh, but when I listen, you know, watching Big Chuck and Little John, that I'd be on the phone with Little John. <coughs> Bless you, thank you. I never thought I'd be on the phone with Little John, just talking, having a conversation, asking how he's doing. He's asking how I'm doing. And just a normal conversation because, like, it was like the guy I watched on TV, man. And so that was like really, really cool to, you know, just kind of amazing and talk with him for a few while he was cooking dinner. And that was that was super cool. So looking forward to having little John on on Monday around five fifteen. So and once again, you won't pat yourself on the back, so I will. Um, the way I hear things came down, he found out that you had a show. And express to somebody that he would like to be on it. Yeah, well, so the mere fact that that you know you guys between all the stuff that you've done goes back and forth. Hats off to you because when you called me up and said, "Hey, I got a little job for Monday's show," it was like, "Wow, nice job." Well, he was another good friend of the the trip show and perfect. You know, we had him on all the time talking about Gilardi Fest and yeah, uh, it was. And he actually. They came out, Big Chuck and Little John both came out to the a couple of codes for kids benefits. Yeah, they did. They did. I've got pictures with them from that too. And I'll talk to them about it on Monday. But I actually was again, man, I've gotten to do some cool things. So when I bitch, it's only because I like to bitch sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I've gotten to do some like really cool things. Like one of my favorite memories uh with Little John 
with Triv and I, our wives, and Little John and his wife went to dinner downtown at a place. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was a nice place downtown. And just sitting there, and I'm looking to my right, and there's Triv, and I'm looking to my left, and there's John. And I just thought, man, this is like the coolest thing ever. Like, look who I'm sitting with at dinner. No kidding. Downtown. I mean, it was like, it was phenomenal. Um, and it was funny because Triv and I went outside to smoke, and a homeless guy came up to Triv and goes, Triv, man, you got a cigarette? <laughs> like, he said it by name? Yeah. I was like, yes, I was just by name? He's got his like shopping cart with him. I'm, I'm making fun of him. He literally had like the shopping cart. I was like, does he have a radio in there? Like, how does he? <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Triple uh, playing the signature laugh from their show. Yeah, I'll there drink it for Monday's show. And then on Wednesday, Joe Cleon's going to join us. Joe Cleon. Nice. Uh, he is a radio vet, a longtime radio vet. Got some great radio stories and a hell of a photographer, rock photographer. Uh, music does a lot of stuff, a lot of very cool stuff. Good dude. Um, and I'm actually looking very forward to having him on. There's a lot of stuff we can get into with him. I think that's going to be a very long interview because he has a lot of stories. So uh, yeah, looking forward to next week's shows. I am, too. On as well, live from another place. So. And, and at the same time, I'd like to take a, just a minute and remind everybody at home that we're bringing great guests to the table and they're sitting here and spending a lot of time with us and they don't mind doing extra segments and they don't mind all of that stuff. And all you have to do to be part of the show and have your opportunity to do what Seth and I and every are talking about as far as, you know, is dial the number and, and call in. So you've got some notice. If you've got some questions, you've got some memories, if you got some things that you know that you know about the show or some trivia, you know, let's all have some fun with Little John and uh, with Joe too. So, yeah, uh, call dot the Seth Williams Show dot com. So That's, call period the Seth Williams Show uh, period com. <laughs> uh, Denise is absolutely right here. Yeah. And the, taking some stellar photos of Michael Stanley. Absolutely. absolutely. And a lot of people, man. Um, I tried to go look at his website the other day, and I think the archive page was being updated. Okay. You got to see a lot of his stuff is, is, is fantastic. He's got a great actual event that he's doing uh, for animals. So I think it's going to be very, very cool. Nice. Um, he actually shared the post for this show tonight earlier, talking about everything he's got going on. But we'll talk about... Uh, that next week with, with Joe. And again, I want to get into some radio stories. I'm not sure radio treated him very well, so I want to no. get into all that. Uh, but then, you know, being a, photo a photographer like that, man, it's got to be cool to have access to to rock stars. I mean, I was able to um, talk to Janet McCoskey, too. She was another fantastic photographer in this town. And she did a, uh, like a calendar once for the... and sold them and gave some away at the coach for kids benefit and man some of these people are so friggin' talented it's got to be a really cool job to be able to it go is. take pictures of uh, of these people it just is uh, yes he also does wonderful work to rescue animals which is what he's going to be uh promoting an event that he's got coming up 
for that. I think it has something to do with cats. And I have two cats, so cool. Um, Scott says, calling mom. <laughs> It'd be great to hear from Natalie. It'd be great to hear from anybody. If you want to call, It'd be great call to hear from dot, everybody. Call dot the Seth Williams Show dot com. And we're this close to getting over like one initial hump. So share this with everybody. Bring more people to the table. Let's have more of a celebration every Monday and Wednesday night. Tony brings the food. The guests bring the stories. Uh, you guys bring the ideas and stuff like that. So, you know. Yeah, the more it continues to grow, I want to make. I want to. I'd love to do this like every night. Well, not every. You night. and me both. I, I have a life. Well, I don't really have a life. I don't. With really a paycheck, do. I'd like. I'd like to get to the point where you can call all those people that give you fake interviews and stuff like that, and just say, uh, "Cancel my number. Don't call me anymore." Because <laughs> uh, I'm making way too much money doing the Seth Williams show with Michael Chiselka. Of course, says I'll send you a piece of Joe's art that is a centerpiece of my living room. Wow, cool. Yeah, man. I, I got to get some. I don't have any like, good art. I don't really have a whole lot of really good art. Like in my office, I have like a couple pictures of Cleveland. And you can tell they're from like the 80s or something like that because they don't even right. have like Key Bank building in there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like an old skyline, two old skyline pictures. I, have, that, I don't really have a whole lot in there. I got a favorite picture of Cleveland that includes that red bridge that turns from side to side that's right over um that's my favorite bridge in cleveland and the other thing that i have that's a, a photograph is i have a picture of the new york skyline before 9 11 that still has the twin towers and i i hang that picture on purpose because it's important that we don't rem forget who we were before that happened and Mark says, and by next week, Seth will have a job. Uh, God willing. Cool. Hope you know something, Mark. Yeah, you and me both. Have to wait until I get Scott to make sure I know how. Natalie's waiting to call in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you a lesson, Natalie. We'd love to hear from you live. I'm sure you've been to New York quite some time, uh, like a bunch of different times, right? Yeah. Your comedy career. Oh yeah. Have you been there since like 9/11? No. As a matter of fact, I really, 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 really wanted to go and help when it happened but all kinds of things and i'll leave the personal stuff out of it but no i i haven't done anything but there was a 20-year gap um i'm with somebody now that um has changed all that and made a difference so i can't wait to get back there but i like new york i uh i went for a job interview in new york i can't remember what year it was but as many many well, I can't remember what year it was. It had to be um, 17 years ago. Wow. And uh, I went to interview with Howard Stern at Sirius. Okay. And, but anyways, that job, forget about it. But I uh, was there in New York. We stayed at the Millennium Broadway downtown. I think now they're using the McDonald's I went to as a uh, shelter for uh, illegals. Uh, but... And not, not joking about that. I saw the no, story. I, I get um, it. But we actually visited the 9-11 the site. And back then they were still uh, clearing some stuff up, but like starting to build like everything new. Right. And it was pretty uh, amazing is the wrong word. It was gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was something, man. It was it was powerful to be there, and it kind of took your breath away just looking at the destruction and looking at there are you know feeling you know, the loss of so many people there. Yep. And then you saw what America was all about: people standing outside uh, selling photo albums of nine eleven for money on the side of the road, which I thought was horrific. When you're selling photo albums of the fact that yeah, a couple thousand people died. Yep. Uh, but you know, that was uh, all sides of America. <laughs> Stay out of New York; it's a cesspool, and not the way it used to be. Yeah, I'll say this: when I was there, uh, it was actually very nice. You could walk down the streets, and my wife and I walked down uh, by Saks Fifth Avenue, went to Hooters, and got some dinner, and. You never had to look over your shoulder. We were we just had fun. I mean, it was actually a yeah. good time. It was cleaned up. Last really time not- I was there was the same thing. B uh BB King's Rock Club was right across from the hotel I stayed in and you know, got went for coffee, went for Chinese, went for just to walk around and the streets were clean, all that stuff. So, you know, the thing about going back is like I don't want to change that memory that I do have cuz it was pretty cool. Chris sent me that picture to my phone. It's absolutely amazing, man. This guy does some Joe Clan does some uh, great work, man. I'm looking forward to talking to him. I'm gonna uh, try to download this picture so we have it for a Wednesday night. Great, but yeah, so looking forward to that. But yeah, so yeah, New York was something to. I actually grew. I grew up, and I spent a couple a year or two as a little kid in New York City. My uh, dad worked at a newspaper there, so we lived in. Brooklyn at one point near a like, promenade area and we lived in a high rise, like 29th floor of a high rise. And uh, there was actually a fire once we had to go down the stairs. Wow. Do that now. Um, <clears throat> I was also kidnapped in Central Park. Really? Yeah. When I was at, like a little little Seth and uh, some guy picked me up. I was out there with a wiffle ball and wiffle ball bat with my mom and guy picked me up and Ran off, and I guess my mom chased him down, beat him with a wiffle ball bat, and he dropped me, and I was okay. But wow, yeah, I I mean, God only knows what if that guy would have taken me forever. No kidding, maybe I wouldn't have lost a leg and everything would have been okay. Maybe I would have had a better life living some sort of (laughs) kid. No, you were meant for bigger and better things, and certainly different things. I mean, I gotta ask you, is that gonna sell me for sex trafficking? I used to work on cruise ships, like you know, and one of the cruises that I worked on sailed out of New York, which was cool in and of itself. But it also meant when the cruise was over, you sailed into New York. Have you ever sailed into New York City or New York Harbor? I got on a boat because I thought it was going to take me to the uh, Statue of Liberty. Okay. But it didn't. It went by the Statue of Liberty, and I kind of waved at it as I... Right. I got on the wrong boat. I ended up oh. in like Staten Island or something like that. And then I, I had to take a boat back. I have to tell you, I sailed under the George Washington Bridge and I sailed past Ellis Island and I headed toward the port. And I was standing on deck with a cup of coffee thinking that this is everybody. How many immigrants first vision or first glimpse of America, what that was 100 years ago? pre-civil war etc 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 and i got goosebumps because sailing into new york harbor on a boat 
or a ship is something everybody should try to do at least once. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm so torn because it actually is a great city, like to look at and yeah, there's like a lot of really cool stuff to do there. And but now, I mean, the crime and the uh, you know, illegals being sent there. There's all kind of just. I mean, those hotels are taken up by by migrants. I mean, it it isn't the same city that that it well, was. And I mean, no offense to you, but it is. I don't think it's really a politically leaning uh, my direction kind of city. Yeah, but here's the thing. You can go do whatever you want to do. The The bagels are still going to be amazing. The coffee's still going to be hot. The restaurants are still going to be cool. Who gives up what everybody else is thinking? I so guess. You make your well, own. Yeah, you'd still I mean, have a great time there. The, the police chief seems like he's growing a little bit of balls, and I, I like I, that. I agree. The I governor of the, uh, the state, I'm, I'm not a big fan of. Um, But, yeah, I mean... I, Hopefully that, that police chief does something because I mean I wasn't a big fan to begin with, but now he seems to be standing up going, Yeah, we got it. enough is enough. Exactly. Um, so I don't care what political party he is, he, as right. long as he's cleaning up that town. Right. Uh, I I was in Cooperstown once. I didn't go to the museum. Museum. I went to Albany, which I kind of liked. And Albany wasn't a bad city. Okay. And then I went to Jamestown. Now the reason I went to Jamestown, I guess it's the birthplace of Lucille Ball? Yes. And so my former um, wife was really into Lucille Ball. Wow. And so I picked her up one night after a gig that I had, and we drove all the way to, to Jamestown because there's like little markers everywhere around there with pictures of her and like of a skating rink it was at the time. And then you could see like her birthplace or house and stuff. So it was, it was kind of interesting. But that's my extent of New York, as far as I remember. I got to tell you something. Something you can do that's a lot of fun, too, is uh, Zanesville um, and Dean Martin. That's a lot of fun, too, and that's oh. a short uh, a short enough drive. But the yeah. theater that he got started at and the restaurants, and there's still posters glued to the wall of where he was performing and stuff. That was a lot of fun, too. Cleveland is more dangerous than New York City. You know, it's it's funny, though. As a comic, though, we used to uh, tease about the fact that because nobody ever came downtown or did anything, that Cleveland was the uh, only urban city in America where you were safer being on the streets at night. <laughs> I don't know how true that is now, but back in the day, yeah, it was definitely true. Right. Um, there was uh, only a handful of places to go. I miss the comedy clubs down there. I don't know. I guess they still I, have some, right? But I got to tell you something. For me, this is all tied together. I mean, I I really thoroughly enjoyed this show tonight, Seth, and I really like talking to Dave because when you talk about the fact that we don't like a lot of the stuff that's really messing up this world, and all we got to do is go back to doing a lot of the things we used to do, which is go to live events and hang out and have real conversations and just put your cell phone down and live in the moment. So, you know, I hope the pendulum swings back the other way. I hope so, too. Um, yeah, I do. You know, when it comes down to it, you know, we're all we're all on the same team. Thank you. Uh, we don't act like it sometimes. Um, but. 
and, the and the other the thing too is we're in the same moment. So you know, if you want to enjoy it, then you you. I wish somebody in Cleveland had just built an old-fashioned supper club with big red booths and a good steak and a house band and a torch singer. You only got one life to live. Might as well be happy with it. Amen. All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, thank you, okay. Mike. Uh, Little John on Monday night, 515. Looking forward. forward to that. Uh, Tony Masashi and Joe Cleon next Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Thanks, to everybody, uh, listening tonight. Much appreciate. Thank you, Dave Bray. DaveBrayUSA.com. Uh, get his CDs, his merchandise there, Dave. B-R-A-Y-U-S-A.com. Um, it was a good time. So thanks, everybody, and God willing, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good weekend. See you Monday. See ya.